Hi, it's Saturday morning, just gone 8.30. I'm Peter Lewis and this is Money Talk Extra on Radio 3. In today's programme, we're going to take a look at trusts and give you some basic information about why you might need one and how to go about putting your assets into trust. Jimmy Lamb will speak to a final year university student to hear about his financial concerns. Finally, I'm going to speak with a fund manager who explains why he invests in exchange-traded funds. Don't forget to email us with any questions, comments or suggestions. Moneytalk at rthk.hk is the address. Or message us on our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. If you're a parent or grandparent, you may be concerned that your children or grandchildren are at risk if they inherit too much too soon. In addition... Families are often concerned about protecting assets in the event of a child's divorce. One solution is to create a trust to hold the assets until the children are older and wiser and to ring-fence family wealth. To tell us more about how to do it, I'm joined by Marcus Dole, partner at law firm BCLP Hong Kong. Good morning, Marcus. Morning. Good to see you again. Nice to see you as well. Could you explain what is a trust? A trust is a mechanism uh, which allows you to put your money into the hands of a third party and you still retain some benefits to it. Uh, But the ownership of the money goes to that third party. It does cause quite a lot of confusion, this setup, and requires a great deal of advice. It's not something that um, is straightforward. Uh, And very often it um, involves sort of international assets, um, trusts in this part of the world, Uh, You often have uh, parties with BVI trusts and Cayman trusts. Uh, So it's a very, very complex area. It's not simple, as some people tend to think it is. So what are the circumstances under which you might want to consider setting up a trust? Um, In an area that I get to deal with quite a lot for asset protection purposes. Um, If you, for example, are about to get married and you have a lot of wealth, uh, it might be sensible to think about a prenuptial agreement, but also as a further security for your assets, setting up some trusts, which is further protection for your assets. Because if a trust is set up correctly, it's legitimately possible to put assets uh, in the hands of trustees that gives, gives you a degree of security, uh, in some cases to ring fence assets that are held in a trust. So... One of the common examples, I think, is where you want to put assets in trust for your children so that when they get older and maybe a bit more responsible, uh, then they have access to them. Correct. How does that work? Well, that that is a pretty standard thing to do. Um, You you put money in trust for children um, and if it's set up up in in a, a way to prevent or ring fence assets from divorce that can be very helpful um, mm. if you have um, if you have a situation where the um, the trust is set up and the child cannot have an ac- access to a Lamborghini every single year um, you know there is there is a degree of restriction so actually um, a trust are, are really useful at protecting assets down the generations uh, and um, the, the the problems occur um, in the main, in my experience, where you have a party who wants to have their cake and eat it too. They want to put their hands in 
they put their money in the hands of a trustee but have you know full control over it as if it was their their money without any restrictions uh, it's really really important to get advice um uh at the earliest possible stage so that's the key thing with a trust you have to understand that if you put money into a trust for someone else you no longer have control over that asset Is the, that correct? the uh, uh, correct effectively the money the legal the, the legal ownership goes to the trustees but um often um the settlor the person who sets up the trust will still be a beneficiary of that trust and and effectively he can benefit from that so let's define these terms first, because we yes, have the setter, very important. we have the beneficiaries, and we have the trustees. Can yes. you explain a bit about each of them? Right. Well, the settlor is the one with the money. He settles the trust. He puts the money into the trust, into the hands of the trustee. The trustee technically owns the money mm-hmm. in the trust. And a, a beneficiary could be the settlor or his children, his wife, whoever he wants the trust the, the 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 beneficiaries to be who can then receive if it's a discretionary trust and there are different types of trusts but if it's often a discretionary trust where the trustees um are able to distribute that wealth held in the trust to um the beneficiaries over a over a large number of years very often now in addition to the uh, trust deed which is the main document that uh is signed up at the beginning of the, when the trust is set up there's also something called a letter of wishes which sets out the um settlor the person who set up the trust um wishes in uh, the effectively instructions to the trustees which they follow and is it advisable to keep them all separate or is it possible that say a settler could be a trustee or a trustee could be a beneficiary or is that not a wise Well way normally it? it's better for the for the, in my view for the for the settler not to be a trustee mm. and also to make sure that the trust is um uh, handled by a professional trustee so there's a degree of distance um uh, in an area of of work that I deal with on a daily basis i get involved with um trusts in a divorce context and to be honest in a situation where you want to have real protection if there's a lot of money in in there um the best type of trust to protect the assets is for a set law to put money in hands of a trust in the trustees where he is not um the beneficiary mm. of that trust uh, you we're getting into sort of complica- complicated areas now of course but you know the real the real um message to get over is trusts are quite effective at um helping to protect your assets from attack for example in a divorce scenario it depends on how they're set up so these are effective providing they're they're done properly and done well these are effective ways of, of protecting your assets absolutely and right. they're not really new either are they I mean, they're not new they've been for going centuries. for centuries exactly right should you write a trust yourself or should you always use a solicitor to go and get this done uh <laughs> you should always use a solicitor who has experience in in these areas absolutely right because some people download forms online and uh, and try and do them themselves yes. but that's not really um advisable it requires a, a health warning there definitely peter i mean you know you, if you if you put the wrong type of clause in into into that trust deed that court can cause further problems down the line it's not something that's sort of simple and straightforward and are they expensive not necessarily 
um, they can, you know, they they um, if it's a straightforward trust, they, it doesn't need to be an enormous amount of, of, of money in terms of legal mm. fees. If you start getting into the, the realms where there is a, um, a lot of welfare and there are a lot of jurisdictions involved because obviously um, a, a lot of the sort of high net worth, ultra high net worth people in Hong Kong have assets all around the world. And so you will of, often need to get advice from lawyers in different jurisdictions. Mm. Uh, because obviously the laws in each jurisdiction is different. So if the settler dies, everything that's in trust, does that fall outside of the estate and doesn't become part of maybe the that, argument about what's going to happen to it? That's one of the biggest benefits of having a trust, Peter, actually. Um, it remains in the hands of the trustees after your death. Marcus, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. That was Marcus Dole from BCLP.